You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to our bonus episode. I am really excited to share this with you guys. I originally did this as a live stream in my Facebook group, and I honestly didn't know if that many people would be all that interested. I just have gotten a lot of questions on my business model over time, and so I figured I would put it into a live stream and have a place that I could kind of send people and reference back. But I was so surprised by the outpouring of interest. And, you know, I've had this business model for, I think, well over two years now exclusively as my business model. I've been doing partnership for way longer than that. And for me, it's just always felt kind of really special and personal since I really don't know anyone else who has this model um, or who uses this. So it hasn't been something that I've always talked about a ton outside of the partnership space, but seeing everyone's interest was really cool. And it made me realize how much I wanted this to be a part of the podcast because technically our podcast guests are absolutely part of the revenue share in terms of business model. I'm sure that we've like mentioned this here or there or alluded to it, but the women that are on the podcast do pay me 10% of new revenue generated, just like my regular clients do. For the women that are on the podcast, we forgo the base rate, obviously, because they are doing us such a service by being here, but the revenue percentage is still part of the podcast as well. So I thought that it would be really cool to add this onto the podcast and for you guys to get a sneak peek behind the scenes in terms of what that looks like for me, what that looks like in our business model, the mindset challenges that come with it, the plus side, the negatives and everything in between I kind of dive into in this episode. So if you're at all interested in that or how my business works or how I run the revenue percentage, this episode is going to be super helpful for you. So thank you guys for your interest. Hopefully this gives you even more context for the podcast and the percentage that we share. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. So I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And I'm super excited to talk about this topic in general, because I get a lot of questions about this all the time behind the scenes, so to speak. And I feel like I've never just fully done a live stream and answered them all. So here we are. Why not? This will also be really helpful, whether you're super interested in how the percentage process works or not. This will also be super helpful because I really am going to talk to you guys about how I think about things, profit planning, things like that, that I think will be useful, whether you would ever consider using this model or whether you really fucking care about this model or not. So it will be good either way. I promise there will be uh, nuggets that you can take from this no matter what. So let's get started. I grabbed like, I don't know, five or six questions that I get asked the most around this. Like, how do I do income planning? How do I look at the revenue from that perspective each month? Like, how do I really feel about it when like certain clients are paying more than others? Do people really report their income accurately? I get asked that all the time. Do people have a lot of objections on sales calls around this? So we're going to kind of go through all of that. The first question that I get asked a lot, a lot is if I take new entrepreneurs or what do I really think about working with like new entrepreneurs in this business model. I'll tell you a few things about this. And I think, again, this is just not so much about my specific answer to this, but about like the way I think about business and how you can really apply this to your own business. So one of the things is that I don't do everything in my business just for the specific monetary gain of that thing, right? And that sounds obvious, but not so obvious because a lot of people think that they should only and ever do something in their business that has perfect, specific, tangible, monetary outcomes. And in some ways, working with new entrepreneurs does, and I'll talk about that in a second, but there are so many other benefits to it that are so freaking important to me that it's not just about like, oh, am I going to make as much money off this one person, this one client, this one group, right? It's not really about that. It's like, is this going to sharpen my skill set? Is this going to keep me really 
in it and informed with what new entrepreneurs are struggling with. Is this going to make me a better support to my clients who are also serving new entrepreneurs? Is this going to give me different perspective when I'm putting out content, when I'm creating trainings, all of that kind of stuff. One of the things I love the most about my business is that we work with people who are brand new and have never gotten a client up to people who are making multiple millions. And I think that serves them so much. Me having helping new entrepreneurs helps my clients that are making multiple millions in so many ways in terms of like knowing the market and their pain points and their struggles and all of those things that I can like have really good realistic conversations around. And then working with the people that are further along helps me give perspective to new people. So the point is, it's not just about like, does this make me a ton more money in my business? It's like, does this help me be a more well-rounded coach, a better support to my clients? really invested in the kind of content I'm putting out. All of that kind of stuff is so freaking important. Just know that like sometimes in business, it's not always about, will I get a monetary return off this one thing? You need to make sure you're getting monetary return in your business in general so that, you know, you can keep going in business and support yourself and all of those things. But not every single thing has to be like the biggest money maker. Like if I was only trying to find clients who were like the biggest money makers, I would miss out on so much. Like some of my clients have not appeared to be <laughs> in that place at the beginning and then have really grown over time. And so it's just really valuable to not, you know, feel like it always has to be like, who am I going to work with? That's going to make me the most like, that's not how I think about it at all. Brittany says, how do you address a client who doesn't seem to have the flame or desire to get their business off the ground? Um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, Brittany, like they probably just wouldn't be hiring me. I feel like most people that are hiring a high level one-on-one coach, um, have that flame. It doesn't mean that they don't have blocks or challenges or whatever, but I think that they do have that if they're investing, you know, $7,500 in a one-on-one coach plus willing to give 10% of uh, their revenue and do a revenue share model. I feel like they are typically there, but I would say like, for me, I'm looking for that on the discovery call. Like I'm looking for that. We, before we work together, I'm asking those questions. Like, tell me what you're passionate about. Tell me how committed you are to this. Tell me what makes you excited about this. Like I'm trying to be a filter for that early on. So anyway, yes to new entrepreneurs. I think that they add just as much value to my business in different ways. And so that's a really good conversation is we don't always get value in our businesses just by money. Um, sometimes we get value in lots of other ways. And this is one of those places, but secondarily, there is a lot of long-term value in this model. When you have, um, a new entrepreneur, some of my clients came to me at zero and are now making seven figures. A lot of my clients came to me at zero and are well over a hundred K. Right. And so being willing to be in it with someone and walk them through that makes it so much more likely that they're going to stay with you long-term. And so that's really something to consider too, is it's not just like who has the shiniest result, the fastest or, you know, whatever. It's like, can you cultivate a client relationship that you keep over the years? Like I can think of clients that were not pay, like paying me just my base rate and almost no percentage for a period of time and now pay me a lot, a lot more than that. Right. And what's so cool about that is that it feels really good to both of us. They never saw my investment in them waiver. When they were making zero, I showed up just as much as when they're making, you know, six figures a month kind of thing. Right. And I think that's really important in this model for people to see that is that like, you don't want to be in a position where you're writing people off or you're treating people differently or whatever. It's like, can you put yourself in that place where it's like, I was just as invested in you then as I am now. And again, that long-term investment can really, really pay off, right? <laughs> like there were times where it was like zero. And now there are times where it's like a wild <laughs> amount of money, right? And like the job is to not change your investment either way is to be like, it, it literally doesn't matter. Like I genuinely take it out of my mind, which I'll talk about soon. So that kind of leads into like, how do I look at revenue from my perspective each month? And I really think this is important too. I try ev with everything in my power 
to never let a client talking about goals or projections or launch numbers or anything like that ever make me go, how much am I making off that ever? (laughs) Like I have that as such an important rule for myself in this business model, um, which is that like my coaching, my way of showing up for clients has absolutely zero to do with how much they're going to make. And it doesn't make me think about that. Right. So from my perspective, each month, it's basically a surprise to be perfectly honest, (laughs) um, how much I'm making, right. Because I really am not calculating it. I am not thinking about it like that. Um, because that is such a slippery slope. And that's why having this business model requires a lot of like self-trust and self-checking and being like really invested and being kind of a fully there for the client regardless, because you can't be like, oh, if you launch in July, then I'm going to have an XK month in August or whatever. Like it is so unhealthy (laughs) to get like that. So I basically take that out of my mind. Like I was literally just talking to one of my clients before this and how much she's made on her launch so far. And like, I don't go to that place next where I'm like, oh, that means I make X amount off of it. Like, I'm going to see it when I see it (laughs) in the percentage. But basically, like, you cannot think about that. But that's also really useful if you're not in this business model to, to take the same approach. Like, how are you taking yourself totally out of the equation? Like, I think where a lot of people get really, like, jacked sometimes is like, I really want this client to get this result by this date, or I really want this thing to happen so I can share this client result or whatever. Right. Or like mine could be like, I really want to make sure that I make X amount in August and removing yourself and just fully being there for the client is also so fucking important because you're never going to steer them in any direction. That's not entirely for them. That's not entirely in their best interest. That feels like pressure in any way, shape or form. That is so important in a coaching container. Like whether it's about the money or about the results or whatever, if your client feels that pressure from you, it's going to feel fucked every time. Right. Uh, thank you. Rita. Rita says I can vouch for that. She doesn't pay attention to that piece at all. Julia says so good, but also I need you to be a little turned on that I'm going to pay you like 10 K plus this time. (laughs) Julia, I am so turned on by that. And I actually, that's funny because that's a a number I didn't even think about yet, but very turned on by that. Thank you. Um, Julia says, yes, I remember having so many combos where I'm like, oh my God, what if my client doesn't make their money back and you had to beat it out of me not to care? Right. And I think that's so important. I really want to talk about that for a second where that seems counterintuitive, right? It seems like, but I'm a coach. Of course I should care about my client results. Of course I have a responsibility there and you do. Right. But (laughs) the thing is, is like you have a responsibility to show up as the best coach you can be, to be very present for your clients, to throw everything at it, all of that kind of stuff. If they still aren't getting a result from that, you have to release it because the more you release it, the more they can step forward, right? The more you release it, the more they get to shine. The more they consciously or unconsciously feel that pressure from you, like, oh my God, I need you to make back your money by this date, the more intense it gets for both of you. Like I have seen this in my own business just clear as day that like, as soon as I stopped getting all worked up about that and carrying my client results shot through the roof. Right. And I think that that's so important where it doesn't mean you don't care about how you show up as a coach or the kind of coach you're being or the kind of service you're providing. Of course, I care about that deeply, but you have to detach from your client's results, whether that's monetary or otherwise. Right. Rita says, really, Lacey just trusts us overall to make her as profitable as she makes us. It's not analyzed under a microscope. That's a great way to say that. I love that Rita. Exactly. Like I don't think I've ever like had a conversation with a client where I was like, oh, and I'm going to make that. Well, except for this moment, Julia and I just had where she said she's going to pay me 10K this month. Good moment to have. I'm not saying it's not. It's fucking awesome. But it's still not about that. And she knows that. And that's what's important, right? Mm -hmm. Like she knows if she was paying me $100 this month, I would still care. I would still show up and I'd still love her just as much. So when you have that foundation, you can have a fuck ton of fun with the other stuff and their results and celebrating. That foundation is so, so, so important, which takes me to 
how I do income planning, because this is a question I get a lot too. Um, this is really interesting. And I think opens up like a separate conversation about money that maybe we'll have partially now, partially at a different time. But I plan my income based on base rates. Okay. So my clients pay me a base rate plus a percentage of revenue. And so when I'm thinking about like expenses, expenditures, how much money I, you know, I'm going to have for my personal life, things like that. I am only planning based on base rate, right? Now, <laughs> I make way, way, way more than base rate most months, right? Because obviously my clients are making um, really good amounts of money there. But what has helped me so much in my business is having that base be what I'm planning off of because it has really made it so that I have been able to put aside and save an incredible amount of money because I'm not looking at it as like all of this is mine because I can't project it. Right. So it's like, I had no idea that, well, now I know because she'll be like, I had no idea like Joy's going to pay me that this month. So I'm not thinking about that. So when that comes in, that's like all bonus. That's all icing on the cake. That's all extra. And I teach my clients to income plan in similar ways sometimes too, where like, if they have one-on-one as a base and they're launching, like I tell them like treat one-on-one as like your foundation and whatever you get from that launch is bonus, right? Or treat like your high-level mastermind income as your foundation. Then whatever you get from that course launch is your bonus, that kind of stuff. Because when we can do that, we put ourselves in such a position where we're not, we're just, we just always have way more than enough kind of thing, right? Where we're not like incrementally increasing our expenses in like very fast alignment with our income increase. And the percentage has really helped me just totally be in that place and totally release from that because I can't, I literally cannot predict or project that unless I seriously sat down and wrote out like, well, I think so-and-so is going to launch this month and it might be this. And so, and I would never in a million billion years (laughs) operate like that. So I just simply cannot project. So when you can, find that place where you're like, well, I know my base and it's this, and I'm going to do income planning off that. Everything else is extra. It's savings. It's bonus. You feel so abundant in your business where it feels like every cent counts every time. It actually feels more scarce, even if you're making a fuck ton of money, right? So you don't have to use the percentage model by any means. I think it it's sort of a mind fuck in a sense, like a, of having to get past the fact that you can't predict. But what you can do is look at like, well, what are some of my base things in my business? Like, do I always have X amount coming in from one-on-one and then launches are icing on that cake? And can I potentially income plan from some of that base and then the extra goes to savings, goes to investing, goes to things that really build wealth long-term, right? I see so many entrepreneurs kind of very quick to, it's just hard to hold on to money sometimes, especially when a lot of it's coming in. We're quick to spend it and invest in the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, right? Instead of being like, okay, cool. Like I have these amazing income streams coming in. Like what builds wealth long-term, right? And so thinking about it from that perspective and finding those places in your business where you have that extra and continuing to put that aside and not making that part of your monthly income projection or planning, it's actually really useful. Like I was able to pay down 200K in student loan debt. And I credit this in large part to it because all of that was like just icing on the cake that could go to that, right? And so that's just like a really beautiful thing to consider in your business. Like, what are those things that are like your base that you're going to count on that you're going to income plan off of? And then what's the extra, right? What else can go to the retirement fund, the um, stock market investments, the real estate investments, whatever it is that you want to do, the paying down debt, right? I think that this is how we can use our businesses in like really interesting ways to continue to build more wealth over time. Like I think sometimes we get a little bit too like narrow-minded as entrepreneurs where we're like the whole goal is to just like keep making more in the business. And I think part of the goal should be like to use what you're making in the business 
to have other streams of income growing. And it doesn't always have to be streams in this business. Does that make sense? So good. Okay. So anyway, that's how I look at it. I don't, I just project my income based on base rate. I do not calculate (laughs) client percentages in my head. And quite honestly, it's both. It's super fun each month because I'm like, oh shit, that's awesome. Look what we made this month. And it definitely is a, a mind fucking surrender. But for me, like my thing that I am always working on letting go of is control. <laughs> so this actual business model has just been an epic, like personal development exercise for me too, because I can let go of the control of like what that projection is going to look like each month. Another thing that it's really helped um, me to kind of like think about and let go of in a different way is it doesn't matter if it looks like this, right? And by the way, like that's fucking normal in business. Let me draw a little picture here. Like most business income, and I think that most people don't realize this, goes up and down (laughs) over time, right? And I think that we get in this mindset where we're like, it should only go up. And if it ever dips, I'm like doing it wrong. But like, here's what a lot of business income looks like. The point is, are you tracking upward, (laughs) right? Like, okay, cool. We went from this foundation to all the way up here, but we had a lot of like peaks and valleys along the way that got us there. This is totally what my income looks like most of the time. I would say this year has been an exception to that rule because I feel like our online space is just exploding. We've had this year, a lit up life out of seven months, six have been our like best month in business, but that has never happened before this year. Except for maybe like the first year where you're growing, you know, more and more over time. But this, can you guys see that? I'm like, um, (laughs) but this is super, super fucking normal. And so what the percentage has helped me do is just let go of that meaning anything. Like, of course I made a shit ton of money last month because two clients had huge launches. Of course I made less this month. Nobody, um, you know, was selling anything because a lot of my clients are full right now. Like all of that is so normalizing. So really, really, really pay attention to that in your own business. Think about how you can normalize the fact that it will look like this. It's just, is it going up? Think about how you can look at, um, whatever is base for you and then take the extra off of that to, uh, grow in other ways potentially. And it will be amazing how much you can really build up with that. Like, I feel like this model has been such a gift to me in that way, because I've been able to think about money in an entirely different way because of it. Um, okay. Next question I get a lot is how do I really feel about it when certain clients pay more or less? And I think I kind of already addressed this, but I literally just don't think about it. Like it's so important that we're not looking at clients through this lens, whether you're doing a percentage model or not. Like if you're thinking like, well, this client's my like rock star client and this client's not, you're totally missing the point. Totally missing the point, right? I have seen clients that have been all over the spectrum, right? Like they've been like the client making the least and then the client making the most and that like, and everything in between. And it's because we're like humans on a journey. I think we're so quick to kind of like put someone in one bucket really quickly and just be like, oh, this person is this way. Like, no, (laughs) it is not a thing. Like I know because I've experienced it time and time again, that the person that, you know, is, is contributing the least percentage wise today could be the person contributing the most percentage wise three months from now. Like you just don't know. And the same is true with like client results, like really holding that space open for it to be like, all of this can change. Like all of this can change tomorrow is so important. And I think like as coaches, like that is such a gift we can give our clients where we haven't put someone in a box where we're like, well, you're the one that you know, doesn't get as good of results or doesn't make as much or whatever. I can say this about (laughs) Julia because she said it in a podcast. I promise I'm not bringing client confidentiality, but like when Julia and I first started together, she like didn't want to get out of bed most mornings and go to work. Like our first thing that we did together was like, can you like go to a coffee shop for two hours a day? Even if you're not working, can you just like make that commitment? Right. 
if I was to be like, oh my gosh, this is such a thing. Like she's not going to get results because of this. And like, she's never going to pay me my percentage, whatever. Like we wouldn't be here where she's like, are you turned on by the fact that I'm paying you 10 K this month? Like that would have never happened. And so just knowing that you can like remove that idea that like once when a client is one way that they're going to be that way ongoing. So I literally just don't think about the fact that like this person paid me this much this month and this person paid me this much. Like I barely even look at it except in terms of like, obviously I want to know my client's numbers and that's important to me, but, um, you just really can't think about it like that because again, it can all shift, but you have to hold the space and the belief and the knowing that it can all shift. Right. And so just really like encouraging you guys that the same is true for your clients, whether they're paying you a percentage or not. It's really just like, are you believing that from where they are here, they can get to here and that could all change at any moment kind of thing, like just wildly valuable. So I truly do not think about it. (laughs) I can't remember a time where I've ever gotten on a client call and thought like, oh, like, your percentage is low. I have had clients bring that question to me because they're kind of like, Oh, I'm feeling like weird that, you know, I haven't gotten X, Y, Z result this month. Like, can we like have that conversation? And of course we do. Um, sometimes that can just be a mindset thing. I think sometimes the percentage model can bring up mindset stuff for clients. But what I have found is that it's a beautiful thing when it does that, because then we have the opportunity really open, honest conversation. We get to look at what they're making that mean, right? If they're making that mean like, oh, like I should feel bad or I should be doing more. I'm not like the star client or whatever, then great. Like we have so much good stuff that we can dive into that we can solve and that we can work through. So if anything, like sometimes it just shows us like where client mindset blocks are. But for me, I just don't treat it as a thing because again, like I, I have know, and I have seen that it can all shift on a dime. And like the more you hold space to that, the more it happens. Luca says, love it. So true. So important to give the benefit of the doubt and trust to each one of your clients. Absolutely. Um, okay. So, um, Brittany's question was, how do you trust your clients will share their real numbers and therefore percentage with you? I've never understood this. Yeah. And people ask me a lot, like, do people really report their income accurately? Which same question. Um, I have literally never had a problem with this. <laughs> um, like, I don't even feel like I have to knock on wood saying that I have never, ever had a problem with this. From a practical perspective, we do have it in our contract that we could audit a client's financial records or whatever if we wanted to. I've never once done that. And I've just never had a problem with it. Like, I think that I'm super involved and invested in my clients and in their business. And they know this, like, we're doing one-on-one coaching together. Uh, you know, multiple times a month, we're talking in base camp, we're planning their goals and their numbers and their launches and all of this kind of stuff. Like we have a very connected and invested relationship. I have never been in a situation where I even came close to thinking someone wasn't reporting accurately. Um, because that's just not the dynamic that I set up in coach client relationship. Um, it's about authenticity and transparency and whatever. Uh, if someone, you know, reported and then like, couldn't pay that or whatever, that would be a different conversation, but I've never had someone not report ever or not report what I believe to be accurate. And I think another reason is this, I think it's definitely, definitely the relationship. I think having super, super strong, solid client relationships built on honesty and trust is like the most important factor ever here. Um, I think this would be a harder model to do in a much bigger group program or whatever, because you wouldn't have that same energetic connection and dynamic. Um, So I think a part of that is like the depth of the one-on-one container that I hold. But I also think it's in part the model too, because I think when clients make that, they feel good paying that right? Like, it's not like, oh, fuck, like, how do I get out of paying this? Like I, one of my clients recently had a launch and she just fucking killed it. Uh, it was like, um, you know, she had gone from kind of like, you know, not, not really having the results she wanted to like, um, I don't know, 60 K launch or something like that really, really fast. 
And when she paid me that percentage, she literally wrote on it, like, you deserve this so much. Like, I'm so grateful to pay you this. Like, thank you for seeing me through this. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the dynamic too, that they really do feel like, well, like I made this, like, I feel good paying it. And I, that's why I like the percentage model personally a lot, because it feels like it's a good exchange where it's like, it's not just like I'm charging you 5k a month or something like that. And like, hopefully you make it, it's like, you're paying a percentage off what you made. So there's like really feel good energy attached to that. Um, Michelle says, yes, one of my clients totally forgot about our discovery call. And she's been one of my favorite and most action oriented clients, a hundred percent. You never fucking know. It's so important, right? Um, Luca says, I've been really considering the percentage model as I really partner up with my clients. And I'm so glad I bumped into this live. Awesome. Yeah. So good. Okay. So, um, yeah, it just, and here's the, here's the last thing I'll say about like the reporting piece. If I felt like a client was not accurately reporting income or being honest with me, I would be less concerned about the income. And I would be more concerned about like what's going on with the dynamic in our relationship. Right. Like what's going on that it doesn't feel good to be honest here about what's going on. What's not feeling good about wanting to pay that percentage. What's not feeling good about the exchange happening here. What's happening in our relationship that doesn't feel like you can be honest. Like that would concern me far, far, far more than the money piece to be perfectly honest. So I think that's always what I have looked at it as is like, if I ever felt weird about that, which I haven't, like my first conversation, my first priority would be like, what's going on here? Not necessarily the cash. So I think like a big takeaway that I'm kind of like sharing through this, which I guess I didn't mean to, but now I'm like seeing the theme is that you can't worry so much about the money when you have a percentage model. You really can't like, you have to almost take that off the table. But I think that's been such a gift for me in my business because I've taken it off the table. I feel like we've grown really exponentially because of that in many ways, because we're not so laser focused on that. Um, and this is just another example of that. Like I would be more focused on our partnership and what was happening there than the specifics of the money piece. Uh, Patricia says is percent based on gross or not? Sorry, I just came in. No, totally fine. It's based on gross. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, I really, I don't think that's a, a thing. And I think if it was, there would be a different conversation there. Um, another question I get asked all the time is, do people have a lot of objections around this on sales calls? I guess I would say a little bit of both. Some people love it initially. Like some people are like, this is genius. I've never seen anyone else do this. I love it. I want in, like, I want to be in that partnership. I have definitely had other people. I can think of, uh, like three clients off the top of my head specifically who really struggled with it at first. And I think it's just the struggle to, because it's different, right. And to understand that. So I can think of one client who, um, we had an amazing discovery call. We were like, so in, and then she sent me an email after and was like, I'm really struggling with this percentage thing. Like it feels really hard for me to think about giving away a percentage. If you're not actually working in my business, like help me understand this, help me understand this thought process. And so I literally just like wrote her back a long email about like, this is my thought process around it. This is why it feels important to me. This is why I picked the 10%. This is why, um, I run it like this full permission for you to feel good about that or not feel good about that, but do not hire me if it feels bad to you. (laughs) And she was like, that explanation was exactly what I needed. That was so helpful. Like I just haven't seen this anywhere else. So I didn't have like context around what and why, and now it totally makes sense. And she's an absolutely epic client. Um, I had another client who, um, we had a discovery call and she was kind of like, I'm like feeling kind of weird about the percentage thing is, do you ever negotiate on that? Like, can I just pay a higher base rate and waive the percentage piece? And I basically said to her, like, no, I'm, I'm not available for that just because like, it feels not fair or respectful to my current clients who are paying this. It's also not really how I work in that sense. And so like, here, let me help you understand how I work, all that kind of stuff. Right. And I basically said the exact same thing to her, but do not hire me if this feels bad to you. So she was like, cool, I'm going to go away and think about it. She came back and was a yes. So I think that it's really just two things there, which is true across the board. Do not hire me if this feels bad to you is so fucking important. (laughs) Like, right. And I say that. (laughs) 
<laughs> so often um, about the part, like the partnership, like that's always my kind of like battle cry there in a sense, because if that feels bad to you, you will hate paying me that every month. The clients who that feels good for fucking love paying that every month because they get the dynamics. Sometimes people have to have you explain the dynamic to them because no one else is doing this in our industry. And so it makes sense that it's my job to help them understand my thought process and my perspective and my why and all that. And I'm like down for that. Like I will always over explain that. I will always give you as much context as possible. Like that is my fucking job. But if after that (laughs) it still feels bad, don't just don't because you will not enjoy the process. Right. Um, the clients who have had to rethink about that and, or sit with that and think about that and then have came back and said like, you know what I'm in, they are great with paying the percentage. But if they had come back and said like, Hey, no, that doesn't feel good to me. That would be totally okay. We just wouldn't be a good match, but it's so important for clients to sign up for things that feel like a hell yes to them. So it doesn't have to be percentage in your business, but taking that stance of like, sign up for this program because it feels good for you, because it feels like a hell yes to you is so important. It doesn't mean they don't feel fear, right? Or it doesn't mean they're not freaked out. Everyone's freaked out and they make an investment, right? But it means that fundamentally it feels really good, right? Uh, Raluca says, I find that so, Brittany says, so interesting. Thank you. Kelly says, oh, you just answered that, no problem. Um, Tristan said, I've always felt it more than fair. It definitely speaks to the partnership. We're in this together thing. Right. And that's what's really important to me is like, it's really not just about the money, although it is like a great way to scale one-on-one, but it's about the feeling associated with it where it's like, I mean, I have like the lowest base rate by far. (laughs) Like, I mean, lowest rate by far of like, you know, most coaches out, even new coaches, I feel like I'm priced under a lot of new coaches at this point too. Um, but that feels good to me because I know I'm always going to make more than that. Um, but of course I'm taking a risk too. And I want you to feel that partnership. Like, of course the risk is like, if I say yes to you, I'm saying no to someone else and I might make nothing off that. And of course, you know, that is something I would have to be okay with. And I totally am. Um, So it feels like partnership, I think, in that sense where it's not just like you pay me regardless, right? Um, Of course, I have the base rate in there because I do feel like, um, you know, the compensation for the time and energy and effort is obviously relevant to an extent and and is kind of necessary for income projection. I've thought of a lot of different business models where I only did the percentage and just in terms of like any amount of like team or life planning, like it's really, really hard to fully make that work because there's almost no projection you can do. How I was talking about earlier is how I just project base on base and let go of the rest. Like, so anyway, that's like part of the reason I've always kept base in there is because it kind of keeps the doors open and the lights on for lack of a better way to say that without me putting any pressure on my clients to want them to go in a certain way. So it kind of keeps me in that place where I can be totally detached from the rest. Right. Um, but yeah, like the, we're in this together mentality is super, super important to me because I really believe that that's what creates the biggest shifts in clients. Right. And so ultimately it's not just about the money and the scalability, but the feeling and the intention behind it too. Um, Luca said, did you explain the dynamics in the beginning of a live? I'd love to hear exactly why you chose this. No, I can share the why for sure. Basically I feel like I was at a point in my business where I was really seeing that there were like a lot of barriers to entry in entrepreneurship kind of, and in terms of getting one-on-one and my background um, is that I worked in the nonprofit world and I really enjoyed like breaking down barriers, re-engineering service delivery models. Like that was kind of like the headspace I was used to operating in for many years. And so I just like noticed that in this space and was like, oh my gosh, I would like love to see what I could do here. And then one day I was kind of just taking a bubble bath and had this idea, like I should just do a percentage. Um, And so I ran the first partnership where I did, um, you know, one person and I took them on for just 20%. I ran that for, I think a couple years before I transitioned my entire business model to it. So I'm big, big, big believer in like test and tweak, see if you like it. There are a lot of really, really, really good things to this business model, but I will tell you that it is, how do I want to say it? It can be a big, big, big mind fuck if you don't have your shit in check. 
Um, I think it can cause weird client dynamics. I think it can put pressure on things. I think that it can make you second guess yourself. I think that it can fuck with your money mindset. Like, I think there are a lot of things about this model that are not perfect either, to be totally honest. (laughs) Um, but I, I feel like they're totally worth it for me. Like I've handled all that and I have, um, you know, like really, really, really strong mindset and boundaries around it. But my point is because I tested it and tweaked it for a long time, because I was really, 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 really bought it. I've had some people ask me over time, like, Oh, do you think I should do this model? And I'm always say to them, like, really, really, really check yourself because there is a ton of other things that you're not realizing. Like it just seems like the grass is greener to a certain extent, but it's really like, do you believe in this? Like from the top of your head to your tip of your toes, like this idea, like literally, I feel like I like birthed a baby. I (laughs) tested and tweaked it for two years. Then it took me like more years to actually see the fruits of that labor and so on and so forth. So this has been a huge labor of love for me over time where it wasn't just like one day I was like, Oh, I'm going to take a percentage. And then my one-on-one scale, like it did not look like that at all. (laughs) Um, but I wouldn't change any of it. Like this is like the, my favorite way to operate. And I don't think I'll ever, ever change that in my business. But when you're using a business model that no one has used before in your industry, you really, really do have to put a lot of time, energy, and effort into paving your own way to checking your own mindset, to looking at what comes up for you, to seeing how you can test it, to seeing how you can tweak it. So um, there are a lot of good things, but let me just totally share that this has been a journey. Um, And it's not something I like always uh, suggest people dive right into because I think there is a lot of investment that you need to make in it. Um, Like for example, like how would you feel if you had a client that just paid your base rate and never, ever, ever paid you anything on top of that, like, are you in a place where you're not going to spiral on that? (laughs) Not just because of the money, but because of the other stuff, right? If you had somebody that's paying you, like Julie said earlier, 10K that month, are you in a place where you can receive that and not spiral? Like there are a lot of dynamics that happen in this model that you really, really have to be available to handle, right? So there's so much good from it. And I had so much why behind it that all of that has felt really good to me along the way. But I think that it's so important to make sure that you're that invested in it, if that makes sense, because there are a lot of dynamics that can creep up on that, right? Um, Let's see what else. Uh, I don't know if I even answered that question. Did I explain the dynamics? I think I just went off on a tangent there, Veluca. But if, if I can say anything more specific there, let me know. I want to make sure I get your question answered. And I think I might've just (laughs) been on a tangent for a second. Kelly said, I've literally always said this should be a thing. So thank you for going first. Oh, that's awesome. Kelly. You're so welcome. Yeah, totally. Um, I think it just makes a ton of sense. I don't think it makes sense for every person. Like I was saying, I don't think it makes sense for every business model, but for me, this just makes an incredible amount of sense. Um, and has, you know, paid off a ton. I think that um, the one thing I will say is this is such a long-term game, right? Because if you think about it, even if a new client starts, and I think this is really important to say, even if a new client starts with you and they're doing well already, right? Let's say like I've had clients start with me where they're like, I'm full in my one-on-one and I'm ready to scale. Cool, right? So they're full, beautiful they're not bringing in a ton of money at first. We're creating a plan to, or let me rephrase that. They're not bringing in a ton of money that would count for the partnership percentage at first. So they might be making good recurring revenue on like one-on-one and being full, but I don't touch any of that because they did that before they came to me, right? So the thing that happens there is then there might be a, a long time period where like the, the revenue percentage that I'm taking is zero, Because we're dealing with like planning for scalability. Like, what are we launching? What are we doing? What does that look like? What are we building out? All of these things, right? So it's really important to remember that it's not like you just have get access to whatever that client's making right away. In fact, sometimes if a client comes to you more full, let's say, then really you're not like, you're not going to see 
that money, even as much as you would as someone that maybe had zero clients or whatever. So I think that's important to think about too, where it's like such a long-term game. Like the reason I make a lot off this now is because most of my clients resign. So that's why the partnership model makes a ton of money in my business, because most of my clients stay with me for a really, really, really long time. So by that point, most of the revenue that's coming in has been generated through our work together. But in those first few months of coaching, like it, it is often zero, depending on where they're starting. If they're starting at square one, yeah, it might take a little bit of time for us to build up. If they're starting already full and they came to me to scale, it's going to take a little bit of time for us to build up to where the percentage is making a lot more. So it really is playing a very, very long game. Also, when I first started this, I, um, you know, all my clients that I had before I started the percentage, I let them stay with me without a percentage, right? And so that means like a lot of spots were filled without percentage income for a very long time. Still to this day, I can think of um, a couple clients that I have been with me since before then and aren't paying me a percentage now because I honor that with my clients. Like when you come to me, whatever your rate is at, if you don't leave, it stays the same. That is so important to me in my business. I honor that fully. So anyway, that's why it was such a long-term game in terms of like, depending on where they come to you at, depending on how many clients um, you're giving legacy for whatever their rate was, all that kind of stuff. And so I just think it's important to say that too, where it's like, if you're looking for that kind of like quick fix business model, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, I'm just saying that really honestly, this isn't it. <laughs> like, this is like, I want to be in coaching. I want to be in one-on-one coaching for years to come is this model, right? That's also why I can release from the, is this client getting this result or making this much or whatever, because I see it all as such a long game. So that's something else important to think about there. Raluca says that makes sense. Thanks for sharing all these questions. I need to ask myself these things for sure. Totally. Okay. So good. So that's pretty much the gist for me. There are some amazing, amazing benefits. I love this model. I'm so happy to answer questions on it, but there are a lot of things that come with it too. And that's just the honest truth. I personally think it's worth it. I am obsessed with this, but I will say like none of my clients have my business model. And that's totally something I'm proud of too. Like I don't believe in this so much that I feel like everyone should have it. And I think that's really, really, really important. Like I have never, ever said to a client, like, I think you should be doing this model. I don't like, I think they should be doing whatever lights them up as much as the partnership model lights me up, right? Like this partnership model, like I could talk about it all day. Like I probably <laughs> didn't even realize that I've been on this live stream for 50 fucking minutes. Uh, Cause I could be here all day talking about this. Right. Um, so like, that's really important. Like what I'm always saying to them is like, do the thing that lights you up. Like what makes you like feel on fire. And I think that's why my clients get such great results because I'm not saying we'll come into my business and then I'll teach you exactly how to use the partnership model and da, 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 da. I'm like, come on in, we'll partner to figure out what gets you as fucking excited as this gets me. And like, that's why they're killing it right now. Right. Oh, thank you, Patricia. You said, yes, you can't attach to the income side of it. I totally agree with that. Kelly says, so do you base what they come to you with by average income or by old clients, new clients, et cetera? I think what you're asking maybe is like, what do I base the revenue percentage off of? Um, so if that's not what you're asking, tell me and I'll re-answer it. But basically like what I say is new revenue generated through our work together. So if you signed five, six months clients two weeks ago, and then you started with me today, I wouldn't touch any of that revenue, even though you'd be getting it over the time of us working together. Because like, I wasn't your coach when you signed those clients, Right. So that's kind of how I base it off of. It's like, what starts the, like we start at zero, so to speak, when you sign up. So if you're already making 15K base rate or whatever from old clients, like I don't come in and have like get 10% of that. Like that's bullshit, right? Like you sign those clients without me. But if you sign a new client now that we're working together, then that starts to count. So like, especially at the beginning with a lot of clients, we're kind of like separating out like what was here before, what's new, 
right? Um, and that, again, that's just important to me because it feels an integrity to me. Like, I don't like the idea of like coming in and now like 10% of your business is mine. Like, I like the idea of like 10% of what we build together is that. So, okay. Okay, good. That was it. Awesome. <laughs> um, shoot. Where, where was it? Oh, like, yeah. Okay. I'll finish this up. We'll wrap it up. So anyway, none of my clients have my business model. I'm super proud of that. I don't think it would be bad per se. I just think that this is what I'm always um, coaching them on is like, if you're as excited about this as I am, we're like, you can, you know, shout this from the roof all day long, like, cool, cool. But like, what is the thing that makes you that excited? And again, like, I think that's where we get our results from. So if this live stream is amping you up, that's awesome. But ask yourself that question too. Like, what's the thing that like, I would want to go and talk for 55 minutes on and like be so animated and excited because I love it that much. Like that's the real gist of some of this mo business model stuff. Like I know a like many of my clients that would come on here and have the same exact excitement and conversation and want to answer a ton of questions about their model, right? Where they have a launch model and they think that's like the best thing ever, or, you know, they have a one-on-one -on -one in a group model and they're obsessed with that, or they have a course model or whatever. Like, it's not really about the specifics. It's about like, what gets you that excited? Um, Raluca says, so what they sell during your coaching container. So not even actually Raluca to be really clear, it's cash made during our coaching containers. So the same is true on the back end. Like if we were on our sixth month at our sixth month and we weren't renewing and you signed a, a six month client, you, I wouldn't be entitled to that for the next few months just because you sold it. It's like, I literally go based on a cash received in the time we work together based on new clients. Does that make sense? Um, new, so like new cash received during our work together. So that's really important to me where it's not just based on sales either because that gets murky at the end there. And I never want someone to feel like they're like indebted to me way after our coaching is done. That doesn't feel right either. So it's cash. Yeah. Patricia said clean bugs, baby. Absolutely. So good. All right, guys, if you watch the replay and you have more questions, I'm happy to answer them. I can talk about this all day, but I realize I literally have been, so I'm going <laughs> to wrap it up now, but let me know what your questions are. Happy to answer this. I think this is again, just like really a testament to like, what can you do that makes you feel this excited? What problem do you want to solve? And how do you want to make your client experience feel? And like, it's all scalable, right? Like everyone would have said one-on-one -on -one isn't scalable. It is. So <laughs> like figure out what you want and let's figure out how to make that happen. That's really the best question you can ask yourself. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.